Welcome to the City of Crystal podcast, a look at the issues and initiatives regarding the City of Crystal, a fully developed first-tier suburban community just west of Minneapolis. Hi, my name is Jim Adams. I'm the Mayor of Crystal. With me today, we have a couple council members. They are section leaders. We have Nancy LaRoche from Section 1. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you so much, and I represent Wards 1 and 2, southern half of Crystal. All right. And Olga Parsons is here as well. She's Section 2 representative for the council. Yes, hello. Thank you. Um, And it's the north half of Crystal, uh, Wards 3 and 4. I think we'll, we'll get kind of right into the structure. They are actually Section council members but they do represent specific wards so it's kind of interesting everybody in crystal has three different representatives uh, a ward representative and a section representative and a mayor and these two ladies are representatives for two wards and that's why that's why nancy mentioned the wards as well mm-hmm. the southern half is section one and the northern half is section two so that's kind of our basic structure for representation and i think Today's subject is a little bit about who are we, how did we get here, how relevant are we, or are we not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a conversation to let people know what our structure is. I think um, what we talked about, too, is about doing today is government basics. What is the role of a city council member, and what is our relationship with the community and the city that we represent? We are here as a representative of government, and you know, really there's two ways to look at how that plays out. We are working in conjunction with the city, and each council member can take a, a position that represents more of what the citizen is thinking or more of what the city is thinking or what's better for either of them. So there's a huge difference in that. And sometimes you'll notice that in some of the deeper conversations we get, someone will say, well, let's look at it from the citizen perspective. And yes. that's that's very much a representation of you know what we believe our, our constituents want us to do. And there's also what we have to safeguard is what's best for the city, you know, because one of our biggest challenges is to put out a budget that is acceptable by by the community itself. So, the way I see it, for me, my role uh, as council representative, it's three pronged, like a three legged stool. So I have my own principles that I bring in as I was elected to um, create smaller government, less intrusive government, and then I listened to the residents' perspective of what they would like and what they need, and then I listened to the professional opinions of the staff, and how that all works together is the process that we go through with our discussions and our own internal conversations with whatever issue or whatever situation we're facing. So, Yeah, that's, that's very good. And keep in, keep in mind what we're trying to accomplish here is policy. We're talking about budget, we're talking about policy. We do very little in terms of managing staff or day-to-day operations. Most of our existence exists in nighttime meetings or meetings with with constituents themselves. So that's something that, you know, I don't don't know if people really realize. We are all part-time. You should see my office in the city. It doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) It's somewhat virtual, too, given our uh, COVID. It's in the car. Yeah, it's It's in in a car car. sometimes on a Zoom meeting. (laughs) It's wherever we are. I've I've had meetings on a job work site. Yeah, yeah. same. What about you, Nancy? 
I was just looking through, I had brought with me to our conversation today a handbook from the League of Minnesota Cities talking about the role of the individual council member. And I'm, I come in the same perspective as you, Olga, in that it's a delicate balance between the perspective of the resident and the city representing both of them. But also you are bringing in your own principles. One of the big things for me when I first ran in 2016 was coming at it from a nonpartisan approach because I did not want one particular entity to uh, govern my way of thinking or, or uh, voting. Uh, on behalf of the city, I feel very strongly that I represent residents, no matter what political stripe they are, um, but also serving what makes sense for the city. And sometimes the outcome isn't what the resident wants, and that can be a very difficult thing. Uh, but over time, they understand. But they appreciate being heard, and I think that's real important, that their voices are heard. That is probably one of the most important things, is is having people be able to come to their government in petition or to request or to you know to say something that they want known you know or part of the public discussion i'm nodding my head all the way yes <laughs> and you can't hear that but we, we, yes. we, we do that we do that in many ways you know we have open forum at every yeah. council meeting and since i've been here i think i've limited maybe one person in in, in their time but Generally speaking, we, we like to allow people to be heard, and we want to hear what you have to say. So that's Absolutely. a very important avenue. Yeah. Do you um, now the three of us? I think all took the League of Minnesota Cities training program, right? Or yes. attended that when we that. first got elected. Yes. One of the things that I remember, one of the seminars I went to that struck me was one. This was a council person who just got elected, I believe, up in the Duluth area, and he was concerned that city council just seemed a little foreboding or not not welcoming uh, maybe a little intimidating and i thought of it at our council meeting last night where we had a citizen come and address us during open forum and we're all sitting on a raised platform and the yeah. citizens down below us at this little podium looking up at all of us and also seeing that there are camera boxes and things and one of the things he was trying to do is make council meetings more welcoming making just people feel welcome that they we want to hear you so there we're working on ways to um, address that and also some of them had water treats things like that for people Cookies. as they came in <laughs> yeah exactly or just rearranging the room so people were on a more of a level platform and i think new hope did that with their uh, city hall if i remember right they're on the same level as the council members they're not sitting below us or standing below us. So I think that's a, a, an aspect of this conversation too, is um, what is the role of the citizen in regards to us? You know, that's a, that's a huge point. Yeah. Because the role of the citizen, you, ha you have a responsibility as a citizen. It's not just we have a responsibility to serve our citizens, but the citizens have a responsibility to communicate their concerns to us yes. in an effective way. Mm -hmm. And that's very important. We have these formal ways inside of our council meeting where we have open forum, and we also have uh, during spring, summer, and fall a time off camera to have these conversations. If somebody's a little camera shy or a little intimidated by mm -hmm. the camera or you know the just the environment, it, so that exists, and those are more formal things. And of course, the other thing that's it's not as formal, but it exists, and everybody knows it exists. Is you've got three representatives you can call and set up an appointment and talk with them or talk to them on the phone or text, mm -hmm. all these things. Even social media is, is a forum that's mm -hmm. kind of new in the past 10, 15 years as an actual tool for us. But 
that those are the, those are the things that that exist and have existed as long as I've been here or shortly thereafter mm -hmm. I got here. The thing that people forget is they can come and request a council member to have a whole work session about what they want to talk about. We've seen that in our council where someone mm -hmm. says, hey, I, I want to have a conversation about this. They have access to all of the senior staff, all the professionals in, in, our, in our city, as well as the entire council and the mayor and all those things. You just need to communicate. And if, if it rises to that level, it's possible. It's very possible. And we've seen it. And uh, I, I think that's something that people forget. People talk about uh, speaking to power, I think, is the way... I've heard it most recently. Speaking truth to power. Speaking truth to power. Yeah. If, if you have something you need to communicate to us, we are here. We've always been here. You need to take the responsibility to talk to us, you know, in the forums that exist. We, we're willing to come to you as well. Right. You know, I mean, those are things that we've talked about as a council that we would like to do is, is you know, if, if, this, if this environment, if this building is something that we don't want to have the discussion in there's other places we'll go mm -hmm. if need be so yeah. absolutely yeah and i thought this might be a good time to bring up examples of constituent or resident issues that we might have dealt with and maybe where we met i remember about four years ago there was a resident who had uh, a neighbor they weren't getting along and the neighbor was doing you know harassing calling the city with violation accusations things like that well, that particular resident didn't feel as comfortable coming to the city to talk because we asked her to maybe come and talk with us during one of our uh, meet with the mayor before mm -hmm. city council that's off camera. And she wasn't comfortable doing that. So another council member and I convinced her to meet her here at the city in one of the conference rooms. No recordings. It was private. And it ended up turning out very well. She felt immediately um, at ease uh, but we needed to meet in a neutral space. But we've also had issues where I've gone to the resident's home and sat down with coffee and talked over things. So Right. right. Do you have ex any examples of that? No, but it brings to mind, you know, meeting with residents who, you know, for example, have a problem with a neighbor and, and they don't feel comfortable speaking up for themselves publicly and we become the kind of the private liaison for them mm -hmm. to coordinate with the city to provide a solution so they feel safe and they feel heard and, and we are able to resolve their issues. So it's that liaison uh, role that we have, you know, collaborating with the city and providing these solutions, uh, oftentimes for private matters between neighbors that can be really difficult for people to to resolve on their own so advocates advocates for residents who have issues like that um, so the, those are some of the more emotional issues often because of the nature of the, the personal situation that may they may be in so code enforcement goes into that too right uh, making sure that we have rational and reasonable code enforcement to make life easier for everybody because we're all living so close together in crystal with our smaller lots and mm -hmm. right. so um, so oftentimes zone, you know, housing, you know, building a house or tearing down a house or those are the issues that really are nitty gritty. And there's a lot of things in code and in zoning code. So we need a lot of input from staff and our own knowledge on this. There's research and people skills that, that go into this. You know, it's, one, it's, a, it's a difficult thing. Sometimes people come to us with things that are outside of our realm. It's important to, to understand and know what's appropriate for a city government and what isn't. Uh, yeah. We really have to stay focused on what we're 
what we're governing. I mean, we're about police, we're about fire, streets, plowing, mm -hmm. you know, some really basic services. And, and that's our job is to provide a whole bunch of services. And that's why it gets a little bit tricky when we have some of these these more emotional yeah. things. And we're constrained ourselves as council members by state law, by county regulations, by federal law even, and our own city code. And we can't, you know, oftentimes um, it's unclear to residents what our power is. And yeah. we ourselves have to understand what our power is within yeah. those boundaries. And, and that is a tricky place to be. It almost makes me laugh when they say power. I mean, mm. I'm the mayor of Crystal. You all know that, right? <laughs> yeah. I have one vote on the council, just like mm -hmm. everybody else. The, the biggest difference between a council member and a mayor is I go to more meetings. I do some pomp and circumstance, public events type things. Other than that, we have the same issues. We cover the same topics. We vote on the same things. That's a good point, too, is maybe this might be helpful for residents to understand our form of local government. Yes. Uh, because you talked about a, a mayor who has the same level of authority as a city council member. Recently, just as a comparison, I think most of our other cities surrounding us are the same uh, form as yes. we are with a weak mayor system, uh, just meaning that the mayor has a vote, but they don't have authority. Minneapolis just changed their, <laughs> their, their form of government now yeah. to to say that now they have a strong mayor because things just kind of exploded last year with all the issues going on there. Uh, the residents voted for that. And not to um, forget other constraints such as open meeting laws. Yes. So, so the mayor may have different levels of power in, in different types of government. You know, we're all in, in the Twin Cities, like you said, about the same. But it's not like on TV where we have spontaneous meetings and secret places and make all these decisions. So we are constrained by the way that we, we can would, conduct our business. We would get fined Absolutely. big time oh. if we were caught doing that. Absolutely. So we have to be very mindful of that yeah. as well. So the yeah. government moves very slowly as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we have to take into account. Yeah. I, you know, I think if I were to try to share what it's like, it would, it would be talking about who we are as people. You know, I, I come to the table with my own experiences, and my own professionalism, and each of you do the same. And, and we, we gather around this table, we have conversations. It's not that any of us are qualified to run a local government or run a city, because quite frankly, most of us are not. And that's why we have professionals in each of these departments and we rely heavily on their experience and yes we bring our experience to the table and we, we you know that's that's the lens we're able to discern you know what we are going to at the end of the day vote for or against but just like any other elected official you're not going to bring a whole package of somebody that is going to do the things that you want you're going to find faults in every single council member every single council member is going to have shortcomings or areas that they're not familiar with. You know, sometimes people look at budgeting as, oh, that's the worst thing, and then another person's gonna say, hey, that fits right into what my experience is. And the opposite for, you know, some of the social things where I don't flourish there, but I know there's other people on the council that do. And, and that's what really makes it work. And, and it, it kind of gives you a feel for who we are, how we operate, and, and how we come to some of these decisions. I think that's what's really great about this. We're not professional politicians here. We're residents here in Crystal, like everybody else. And we have to do our own research and understand best practices for governing um, and bringing our own principles into that and rely on professional opinions of our staff and our residents at the forefront. 
Yeah, it's interesting to see, even in our own city borders, we have county coming through, we have Met Council having some of their uh, services coming through. There's some state things that people oftentimes assume that that's something that we're controlling. So it, it gets very confusing very fast. You know, we talk about assessments, you know, we don't do assessments on city streets. Next thing you know, I'm getting on a phone call about assessment. Well, it's coming from the county level. It's not coming from the city of Crystal. So th there's a lot of examples that, that we got to be cognizant of. People don't know, even within our city borders, exactly what other entities are operating and in, in functioning in there. And I would encourage listeners, residents, to come to our website because we've made some incredible videos, thanks to Mike here and other staff members, who have produced some very knowledgeable and helpful resourceful videos, such as how do budgets work when it comes to assessment time. I got so many thanks for that. Just to help them understand it's not your 10% property tax isn't all crystal. It's school board, it's county, it's Met Council, other entities involved with that. So crystalmn.gov, G-O-V. Uh, go there, check around. We're also on social media. We try to influence that as well. But I think educating our public is very important too. You know, how do I get involved? How can I increase my influence? But please know that we are approachable <laughs> and we are here for you. And we want you to know how government works. And that's part of transparency. So that's a, the, the big word, government transparency. And for me, it's um, it means just letting everybody know or giving them the opportunity to learn how government functions and what residents can do to participate. So connecting the residents to the process of government in a common sense, easy to understand way. And yeah, the Nancy, the website, is excellent videos um, for people to understand even how we decide when to plow and, and how streets get plowed and, and on what kind of a cycle. And that's a really big issue for us. So Very good. So I think that uh, that's an overview. I mean, we could obviously go on for hours, but that's not <laughs> what our plan is. So we're going to we're going to kind of end here. Thank you, Olga, for coming in. I really appreciate Thank you. it. Nancy? I absolutely love having you at these because of your experience behind the microphone. Well, it's thank it's you. just it's, it's great. It's to always start. fun dabbling in this yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> it, it sure is. And uh, obviously, our our producer Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, with that, this was the seventh episode, and we will come again on the eighth episode. Yet to be determined what that might be, but uh, we will be back to you soon.